Please join me in prayer. Let us pray. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us in the waiting and the watching, the hoping, the, the longing, the sorrow, the sighing, the rejoicing. Speak to us by your word in these Advent days and walk with us until the day of your coming. Amen. Our scripture reading today, first from the Old Testament, the book of Isaiah, chapter 11. Listen to God's word. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness a sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, the young child will put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And reading now from the New Testament, the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, beginning at verse 8, the familiar Christmas story. And there were shepherds living out of the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Amen. When I was a kid, I used to love to go to the circus, the greatest show on earth. And without a doubt, the highlight for me was watching the lion tamer in the ring with his cats. Amazing to me how wild, powerful, sometimes ferocious beasts can be turned into docile, playful, generally obedient kittens. Of course, it, it takes a special person to want to be a wild animal trainer, one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. The most famous animal trainer of all time was uh, a fellow by the name of Gunter Gebel Williams of Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey. His body was literally covered with scars. It took more than 500 stitches to sew him up where he'd been bitten and clawed. Scripture tells of a taming of wild animals that Gunter Gebel Williams could never dream of. In Isaiah 11, we have this wonderful picture of predators and their prey lying down together in peace. We read that when the Messiah comes, the wolf and the lamb, the leopard and the goat, the calf and the lion will all feed together and a little child will lead them. A child will play at the den of a poisonous snake without fear of harm. The lion will eat straw like an ox. When the Messiah comes, says the Lord, they will not hurt or destroy on all his holy mountain. It's the promise of great transformations, 
All the instruments and agents of death and destruction in this world will become instruments and agents of God's peace. Swords will be turned into plowshares, sharp claws will be turned into helping hands, and nations will no longer try to devour one another, but they shall all feed together upon the rich bounty of God. Can you imagine warring peoples laying aside their weapons once and for all and coming together to feed at a, at a huge banqueting table where there's more than enough for everybody? That's how it will be when the Messiah, the Prince of Peace, comes in power at the end of time, when the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. The vision is magnificent, but you know, it's, it's really hard to keep the vision before you when you're aware of so much violence and tragedy and conflict. It's hard to believe in the coming of a peaceful kingdom when peoples today are acting like ferocious beasts tearing at each other's throats, snarling and devouring each other. And the stress of the past few months have made matters worse. Every year at Christmas, we proclaim peace on earth, goodwill toward all. We write those words on Christmas cards and sing them in carols, but still the beasts rage and adversaries do battle. Whether we're talking about wars between nations or people groups within societies or within households, people constantly hurting one another. It's sad. It's hard to hope for peace in such a world. Woody Allen once said, the lion and the calf shall lie down together, but the calf won't get much sleep. It's hard to trust the vision when you see so much conflict and division. We know very well that the peaceful kingdom described by Isaiah has not yet come as God wills it to come. That's why we continue to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But one day, at a time we do not expect, Christ will come again and will finally usher in his kingdom in all its fullness. In the meantime, you and I are called to pray for peace and to work for peace. But let me tell you where peace begins. It begins in our own hearts. The problem of violence and rage is not just a political problem, it's a spiritual problem. Unless hearts are changed, peace will never fully arrive. There is warring going on in our own hearts, inside each one of us. James in the New Testament asks, but what about the feuds and struggles that exist among you? Can't you see that they arise from conflicting passions within yourselves? These conflicting passions, these beasts within need to be tamed if there is ever to be peace between people. The beasts cause us to do crazy things. They hurt and destroy. Sometimes the angry lion gets the best of us. We lash out at others, even those we love most. Sometimes we're surprised by our own ferocity. There's an untamed aggression in some of us, a raging beast that destroys relationships. If unchecked, it can really go wild. In fact, we become our own victims. We end up devouring our best selves. Some of us are more do dominated by the passive lamb inside. Our problem may be lack of passion. We are timid and afraid half the time, playing the part of a victim. We cower through life. We fail to roar when we should roar. We lack power and courage and the lion-hearted love of Christ. 
There are powerful beasts of sexual passion that can get us into deep trouble if we let them get out of hand. There are insatiable beasts inside of us that long for power and recognition and material wealth, causing us to ignore or to step on others. There's a green monster of envy and jealousy that raises its ugly head within us as well. We see there's a war going on inside of us, a war of conflicting passions, of contradictory animal impulses, pulling us in different directions, in ways that are not healthy. The Apostle Paul was well aware of the war going on within him. In his letter to the Romans, he expresses his deep frustration over the fact that the power of sin kept sabotaging his best intentions to do what was right. He says, something has gone wrong deep within me, and, and it gets the better of me every time. It happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Parts of me covertly rebel, and just when I least expect it, they take charge. I've tried everything, and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Are you and I at the mercy of these conflicting, beastly passions within us, pulling us in different directions? How can they be tamed and brought under control? Well, not by following some strategy or self-help program or therapy. The answer to finding true peace within and without is to give ourselves into the care of another. The answer lies in a deep friendship with the one who is God's Messiah, the Prince of Peace who makes the lion and the calf to lie down together. Only Jesus Christ can tame the wild beasts within us. Thanks be to God, says Paul, who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Gospels tell of a, a, a story of a time when Jesus was visiting the region of the Gerasenes, Gentile territory on the eastern shore of the Sea of Galilee. No sooner did Jesus step out of the boat and go ashore, he was met by a self-destructive crazy man who wandered around the tombs, howling at night like a beast and cutting himself with rocks. He was possessed by demons who were tearing him apart. The townsfolk put him in chains and placed him under guard in order to try to control him, but he would break his chains and wander off. The man didn't have a moment of peace. Well, this man approached Jesus and recognized he was in the presence of the Holy One, and he cried out, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. Jesus asked him, What is your name? And the man said, My name is Legion, for there are so many inside of me. Jesus drove out of him all the, the inner beasts, that were driving him crazy and sent them into a herd of pigs who then rushed down into a steep bank and were drowned. The townsfolk couldn't believe it. We read, when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. The story has wider meaning for you and me. Only Christ can tame and integrate and harmonize our many warring selves 
to a whole self at peace. Only Christ can bring order to the passions that we have if, that if left unchecked, drive us crazy and would ruin our lives. The most important thing you and I can do for ourselves is to enter into a deeper friendship with Christ by giving him the center place in our hearts, allowing him to be born anew in us. The reformer Martin Luther used to speak of the heart as the cradle of Christ, the real manger where Christ is to be born. As some Christmas poet put it, unless the Christ be born again in human hearts, both near and far, it will not matter that we sing of Jesus' birth in a Bethlehem star. Madeline Langle, the author of the famous children's book, A Wrinkle in Time, wrote another wonderful children's book entitled, Dance in the Desert. It's the story of a young man and woman who long ago traveled through the desert with their child. They traveled with a caravan on their way to Egypt through a desert filled with ferocious animals. Some of their companions were afraid of the beasts, afraid especially that they might harm the child. When night came and they were all sitting around the fire, a great lion appeared at the edge of the camp and everyone trembled. But the child held out his arms and the lion rose up on his hind legs and of all things began to dance. And then from the desert came running little mice, uh, two donkeys and three eagles, a snake and great clumsy ostriches, a unicorn, a pelican, and even two dragons. And they all bowed to the child and they all danced together round and round him as he stood at the center and laughed with delight. You know the name of that child. Let him stand at the center of your desert. Let all the, the wild beasts in you bow to him. Let your desires and impulses and passions dance to his tune, and the child will lead them. Let him establish the peaceful kingdom in your heart. Let us pray. Come, Lord Jesus, Prince of Peace, and rule over our hearts. Order our impulses, our desires, and our passions aright, so that we can live in harmony with you and those around us. Make something beautiful of us so that we may reflect your character in our attitudes and actions. Lord, our hearts would be your cradle. Be born in us. Our hearts are your throne. Rule over us. Our hearts are your home. Dwell within us and make us an instrument of your peace. Amen.